You are tuned to the Martially Speaking Podcast with your host, Jeff Green, a practitioner of Wing Chun Kung Fu, Savat, and JKD. Now, here's your host, Jeff Green. Hello, thank you for that wonderful introduction, Angela. This is Jeff G with Martially Speaking. Coming to you from the third rock from the sun in the United States of America, state of Georgia, in the quaint city of Lawrenceville, in Gwinnett County, the home of the number one high school football player in the country. Today we have with us Professor Ricky Melandro Lawson from East Bay, California. Uh, He is a capoeira master and has been teaching for over 20 years. He has taught uh, here domestically in the United States, in Africa, South America, uh, in Europe. He's also um, earned roles in uh, the Black Panther and uh, one of the Avengers movies. Um, So he is teaching students about the tradition and um, the history of Capoeira, which originated from Africa. And without further ado... Professor Ricky Lawson should be calling in right about now. Hello. Hello, Professor Milanbro. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to me today. I understand you just touched down in Detroit. Yes. In the land of Michigan. (laughs) Awesome. What's the weather like up there? It's cold down here in Atlanta. Yeah, it's cold here, but I mean, it's been way colder, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, it's a bit nipply, but um, it's a, uh, it's good though, cause you know the houses and everything are very, very well insulated. All right. <laughs> for well, the weather. Well, guys, I want you to uh, please welcome uh, Professor Melandro, a caparista extraordinaire from East Bay area of California by way of Detroit. Yeah. And, uh, awesome. So I understand that you started um, very humbly in the YMCA. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so tell me about that. And did that lead you to San Diego? Um. Well, yeah, I found out about Capoeira classes in the back of a Black Belt magazine. Um, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I remember those. Yeah, because I, I would get the back, I would get the magazines and then I would like mark off equipment that I wanted to buy, you know, but I hear like a young teenager and like I didn't have any money for any equipment, but it was it was great for my imagination. Right. And then in, in the back of one of them, it just had a California Capoeira camp. OK. Um, And I had already been exposed to Capoeira because of uh, the film Only the Strong. Um and also the video game uh, Tekken Three. Okay. But um, so I knew what Capoeira was. Okay. But then uh, I thought, like, oh well, you know, at the time my dad was living in California, uh, mm-hmm. Southern, Southern California, and I was like, okay, well, if I call this number and get information, you know, see if they got some folks over here, and I gave them a call. They said, yeah, we got somebody that teaches over there. Gave me the contact info. Um, got one of my friends to give me a ride because I didn't have a car. Okay. Uh, to the YMCA, and uh, the rest is history, my friend. Wow. Awesome. So that is, um, have you done any other martial arts or is Capoeira your only 
martial art? Um, I officially trained a little bit in Kempo Karate. Okay. Um, before Capoeira. And okay. uh, after training, in once I, after I started Capoeira, I tried, not tried, but I, uh, I dabbled in a few other martial arts, but the goal was to kind of like do research and development in, in my brain to see mm-hmm. what were similar movements or any sort of different trainings that I could implement into my own Capoeira training uh, and teachings as well. Okay. Okay. I, I love martial arts as a whole. Right. And so do I. I embrace it. And I I did a little bit of capital. I think I started a little bit too late, but I <laughs> trained a little bit with Coach Sully Welch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm familiar with it. I still do some of the movements, actually. Jenga, I do <laughs> every now and then. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we go too far, a lot of people probably don't know the history of capital. I wanted to yeah. go into that because... The martial arts I've talked to previously about previously have been mostly originated in Asia. Yeah. Has a different origination, um, Mm -hmm. a different purpose. And um, you're a perfect person to tell everybody about that. So I'm going to let you do that. Awesome. Uh, It's my pleasure. I like to nerd out. (laughs) <laughs> about <laughs> i'm a martial arts nerd so mm-hmm. you won't be too nerdy for me <laughs> great come so um the history uh you know a uh, long story short but the history of capoeira is that it is a afro-brazilian martial art that was developed by africans and their descendants who were enslaved on the sugarcane pl- plantations uh in brazil and uh the portuguese got uh, Africans from all different parts of uh, West Africa, uh, mainly. So um, Africans from different tribes spoke different dialects and things like that. And then just over time, you know, there was a mixture. They began to just mix, you know, everything that they had together, their their fight, their dances, their, uh, their beliefs, you know, everything. Okay. Um, but Capoeira as itself, started off as a fight i know currently um when capoeira is seen it's generally seen in a maybe a performance you know a demonstration or something like that even in a first class it's kind of hard to see the martial aspect as clearly as something else is like you know jujitsu or kickboxing or you know what have you mm-hmm. um so a popular uh thing that people tend to repeat over and over again is that oh it's a it's a it was a dance that it's it's a it's a fight disguised as a dance um but doing my own research i found out that the portuguese already were um outlawing um drumming uh congregating um and dancing as well and and before they outlawed capoeira so okay. if if capoeira is supposed to be a fight disguised as a dance they were already uh, there would be disguising it as something that was already illegal. So, I know that because that's exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so from from my study, from my studies, that it's because of Af- uh, Capoeira's African origin, because of its roots of the African people. That's why the martial art has music and dance elements, because music and dance are a part of you know almost every aspect of, you know, African culture. Okay. 
Um, so it's only right that their fight would be rhythmic. Now, going through kind of like the timeline, the Africans, as they were enslaved on the plantations, would use just the combative movements, the punches, kicks, elbows, headbutts, and things like that to escape um, slavery. And then they would live uh, off the land in the jungles and create these uh, escaped um, communities. And the native or the indigenous uh, people already in Brazil were also living off the land and they kind of like created this this escaped slave colony. And okay. the word capoeira is actually the um, the uh, Tupi Guarani, which is one of the indigenous uh, tribes, uh, their word to kind of describe what the Africans um, were practicing or the location in the forest where the Africans would escape. Now, let me ask you this. Yes, sir. Um, these Africans were apparently not in North America or were they because I'm, I'm not aware of, of a capoeira being um, mm, yeah or are, I don't know that I'm just asking were these people that were shipped to South America mm-hmm. yes and okay in did South- any of it migrate to North America at any time it's it's hard it's hard to say like as far as like capoeira but there has been some documentation of uh, African rooted martial arts um in north america uh called uh knocking and kicking oh really Um, yeah i haven't this is only stuff that i've just read about i haven't seen any like visual aids or any anything recorded um but i think that a lot of the african uh expressions um particularly in brazil were able to survive so long because there was such a high percentage of africans there Mm -hmm where Africans were the majority. Um, okay. They even went through this period of called branqueamento, which is like whitening, where they uh, Brazil was paying, basically paying people, uh, compensating people uh, from Europe to come <laughs> and uh, whiten, whiten it up. <laughs> whiten it up. Um, yeah, and... So th- still, that's how Capoeira itself was able to kind of uh, flourish and other uh, African expressions of uh, Samba and the religion of like Condomble mm-hmm. um, and things like that, particularly in Bahia, because Bahia has the highest percentage of African descendants outside of the continent Okay, um, because slavery lasted for so long. And, right. and so it was po- technically the last country to uh, the last nation to abolish slavery. Um so that's why there's so so much strong African expressions there. Is is there a beginning date um, of when um, Capoeira started? Do you know what year? No, no. Yeah, because it's, it's it's a manifestation. The only they say that the only the earliest records is just a police record okay. of of the arresting someone for. <laughs> Uh, doing capoeira because capoeira and it used to be illegal and when I say capoeira it's also like at that time when it was more again of like just the fighting just the the self-defense just the combat now um, or after the abolition of slavery and over time then more ritual was added to it more more of the music elements and and culture 
But at its core, at its essence, in the beginning, it was just a fight to use the element of surprise because that's a huge part of capoeira, like malicia or trickery or being cunning, mm -hmm. a huge part um, of the art form. So it's not so much to stand toe to toe with, uh, you know, your opponent. It's for you to outsmart them, outwit, because you don't want to be in that situation, you okay. know. And then we're not talking about like a sport where, you know, this is someone's profession. This is like, you know, real life, life and death kind of situations. Okay. You know, so you don't want to be in that situation very long. You want to get out as quickly as possible. So is it an, a, more of an attacking or a defensive, defensive type art or drawing type art? Um, I think the best way to, from, from my understanding of it or how I utilize it, because uh, you know, different people can interpret it and use things in different different ways on how they express themselves. You know, mm -hmm. it's I think like more similar defense, but in kind of like that interception, like a uh, Kundo, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, you can you analyze the situation and try to diffuse the situation, or at least know where your exits are. Right, right, and, right, right. And again, we're talking about just a uh, us. Uh, a self-defense street situation. That's what we're talking about. Because, you know, Brazil has, I don't want to say like generalize it like, oh, it's a third world country, but it's a place where there's a lot of uh, street violence, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, that's kind of the norm. So you have to be, you have to keep your head on the swivel. Okay. Or you get caught slipping. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, I think I interrupted you. So these, the uh, they brought the art over in the Portuguese had already outlawed dance so it, it wasn't that mm -hmm. but then how did it progress from there and to where we are currently yeah so the after the abolition uh after slavery was abolished in mm -hmm. 1888 mm -hmm. um two years after that that's when capoeira became illegal um because when the portuguese or when brazil itself now uh, said that slavery was illegal. There was no sort of like economic structure set in place or, or uh, financial support for the Africans and their descendants who were seen as someone's property to like welcome them or support them in their transition into society. So most of them had to just, you know. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the most of them had to resort to crime or some stuff to like make a living. So there were actually like capoeira gangs and some uh, capoeira capoeiristas uh, would become like bodyguards for politicians and and things like that. Um, so there there was this negative stigma that capoeira had um, when it also became illegal. Right. So this person, Mastery Bimba, was able to get capoeira recognized as something of value, recognized uh, capoeira as a expression of the country of brazil but also okay. also organized the art form redefined it um even went into the ring or the valley tudo or the you know modern day mma uh fights and showed the efficiency of his capoeira and he mm -hmm. was defeated in those uh in those fights and he was allowed to teach capoeira under government supervision and kind of was the sole purpose, sole person to rescue Capoeira from almost becoming extinct. Why do you have to have 
government supervision? Oh, because it was still illegal. Like even oh. when he was teaching capoeira, okay. he couldn't call it capoeira. He okay. called it uh, Luta Regional Baiana, which is the regional fight of Bahia, which is the place in um, Brazil. Oh, okay. Awesome. The, I should say the Mecca of Capoeira. Okay. So, and from my um, little research, mm-hmm. it looks like there's a couple different um, families of Capoeira, the Higinos, uh, mm-hmm. Angola, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the other, I think it's Contemporaries. Mm-hmm. Contemporaneous. So, uh, to simplify it, um, it's pretty much capoeira is like the root of the tree. Okay. And and as the tree grows, then you just have different branches. Right. Um, and so that's pretty much it. There's just different branches of capoeira. And yeah. the main the main difference is uh, the methodology in which you teach your movements, um, the musical orchestra setup, because uh, some schools use certain amount of uh instruments okay they're training and other schools use a larger amount than than others um and then just uh a few movements here and there that some schools use some others don't and then the contemporary which is contemporary school kind of blends the both the regional and angola uh elements i see Awesome. Well, tell me about some of the instruments because every time I see uh, Capoeira, mm-hmm. it's always lively, a lot of music. So yes. tell me about the instruments that are used. Yeah, the main instrument is called the Bidimbao. Okay. It looks like a, a bow, some like, you know, a bow and arrow with a, a gourd attached to amplify the sound. Okay. That, that is the main instrument that comes from Africa. Um, and that dictates the cadence and the rhythm the two people doing capoeira with each other. Okay. Also, the player, uh, gener- generally speaking, the person who's playing the beating ball is also uh, leading the call and response chants while people are training. I see. And if they, um, I hear it called like they're playing or it's a game. Yes. Um, is that the way that the training is? It's, it's like a game to outsmart people. Is that just getting at your former point that, you know, you're yeah. hunting. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering just by what we were talking about is the game part of that where you're kind of playing, but you're looking to, because every time I see it, people are laughing, they're having fun. They might get the guy, but you know, he's laughing about it. He's having fun. He's like, okay. Yeah. You got me good move. You know, so yeah. that part of it, Mm-hmm. Yes, the the there's two parts to capoeira where one part is the game and the other part is the fight. Generally, what people see is that it's the game. Right. So we make a circle, which is called the hoda, and the uh, two people are in the middle, attacking and defending, going up, going down, using low movements, high movements, um, and because it's a game. And, you know, there can be aggressive games, but it's a game nonetheless. Um, no one's intention is to com- incapacitate the other person. Right. No one to, like, injure the person where they can't continue playing. Um, 
because if that was the case, we would have protective gear and there wouldn't be a need for like the music and, and a bunch of the rituals that go along with it. Uh-huh. So uh, it's a game that you are attacking and defending, but also demonstrating your control because you can throw your legs in the direction of someone and you're going to hit something. Um, but to do a kick or uh, to place a headbutt or you know, elbow or knee or something, or even do a takedown in a way that doesn't injure your part, uh, your partner, then that shows your skill or level of skill. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the other person who's receiving these attacks or receiving um, the takedowns, then you go with the attack. You don't block it. Okay. So how, you know, the Africans were being enslaved, they weren't able to a revolt outright they had to uh kind of go along and wait for the right opportunity to to uh, strike or wait for the opportunity to you know do whatever they it is they could do to keep their sanity um so one example in capoeira is like if you you know if you do a kick and i sweep your foot and you fall but you fall and catch yourself and when I say catch yourself in Capoeira, only our hands and feet touch the ground. Okay. Uh, you catch yourself and continue the game from there. That is seen as uh, more skillful than me being able to take you down. Okay. So your ability to receive something and go with it and, and transform it into an opportunity for you to respond that shows the higher level of a capoeirista rather than someone who just does the takedown or rather than someone who just completely avoids the takedown altogether. It's, okay. it's shows your skill if you're able to go with it and um, see the opportunities that present. To extend the game, basically. Exactly. Okay. And there's a training is, is in there. So you have to kind of diffuse the ego a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I'm sure you see opportunities. How do you, how do you do that? Because people, you know, do this. They're pretty competitive, and that's probably a, a difficult yeah. part of training. I mean, yeah, it's very difficult because I, uh, you know, I don't know about many people outside of the states, but generally in America, when we when people see capoeira or start to train, it's like, okay, how do you win, or who wins and who loses? You know? Yeah, that's the way we think. <laughs> Yeah. So, again, like with the game, you when you really understand malicia and understand cunning, you can fake like you are hurt. You can fake like you've gotten caught. And okay. use that as an opera. So you almost are like being an actor, you know, okay. or uh, for, all this, for lack of a better uh, way to describe it, it's like, you know, a capoeirista is a good liar. But okay. in order to be a good liar, you have to tell the truth often because if you only lie then no one's not going to yeah. believe but you have to you got to be able to slip it in every now and then exactly exactly <laughs> you know and i feel like those even though we're talking about like the physical aspect i think that these types of uh un- these understandings is something that's r- kind of rooted in black culture because mm-hmm. we understand how difficult the situations can be we can under we understand when the tables are or the deck is stacked against us we know we can still work hard to you know 
do our best, but we, we, I feel like we all understand having to have an extra ace up our sleeve just in case. Sure. You know, and that's a huge thing about Capoeira. Awesome. Not everyone gets to see that when they maybe see a performance or not everyone gets to see that if they train a, cl- uh, you know, a few uh, classes, but it's something that is, you know, taught and hopefully understood over time, just like learning a language. You're not going to do uh, you're not going to be able to speak fluently in just a few classes. You have to continue to be diligent and and let go of the ego. You know, you have to be willing to mess up. Mm hmm. You know, and those people, when they're learning a new language, the ones who just just go ahead and just speak, just speak and mess up and get corrected and over and over again. Those are the ones who tend to be fluent sooner. Right. The ones who are like self. Oh, uh, I, you know, I I'm a little bit shy about it. they they'll still progress, but it's going to be at a much slower pace. Right. Yeah. The reason I laughed earlier, because <laughs> the second instructor I've had on who found a martial art through a magazine and, <laughs> and started training. So I was like, oh, God, he's a second. So the great thing is those those ads work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because this guy followed it all the way to, he was a C-Lot guy. And oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He, tra- he trained C-Lot. He's actually from Michigan, too. I forget what part. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but now uh, you are in San Diego and you have the East Bay, uh, East Bay training. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about that. Uh, right now I'm in the East Bay, which is like San Francisco, Oakland. Okay. Yeah. So that's Northern California. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how's the, um, tell me about your school there and what's the setup there? Is it just Capital Era? Do you do other things? Like, uh, uh my school here, um, we, we focus on Capoeira, but our school also focuses on a lot of other, um, cultural expressions of African origin okay. as uh, Makulele, which is a stick fight dance. And this one is more of the dance, you know, like specifically dance. We just use certain movements that are like mock combat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just other uh, dances like Samba Jihada and things like that. But Capoeira, as far as uh, the martial art, that's our main focus that's our our foundation awesome and is that for women kids adults everyone everyone Everyone. are your classes mixed or do you divide them up um it's in um, it's a a little bit of both like i do have a kids program they probably do better than adults (laughs) (laughs) well you know you you would be surprised i think sometimes uh as adults we overcomplicate things you know, and kids uh, have more imagination okay. and are able to just uh, sometimes, you know, are able to just kind of like low. And generally, you know, the adults, you know, they do the same. But the adults that are like a, still a kid at heart okay, are the ones that have an easier time expressing themselves. Now, you have, you know, um, when you train. You, you you train, you do your uh, repetitions and things like that, but to make it so that it's a part of the way that you move, you have to put in that repetition, but then also like allow yourself to relax and have fun as well. All right, right. Yeah. Class like Capoeira class. How long does it last? What's the, you know, what Americans want to know is how long is it going to take me to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what is the um, reciprocal? 
you know, parallel to a black belt. And just tell me about that, because that's what people. Well, well, in in our school, Philoshibimba, you know, we have a specific methodology of teaching. Um, the foundation of the methodology was created by Master Bimba, who is responsible for rescuing capoeira from extinction. Um, and also kind of he's the he is the example that a lot of the other capoeira schools, be it Angola or Contemporanea, kind of base their teaching methods on. Okay. Um, so we start with, uh, you know, the basic Jenga, which is our, uh, stance switching rhythmic step. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we learn basic esquivas, which are escapes because we don't do a lot of blocking of the movement. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we learn the basic kicks and, uh, other attacks with the hand and knees and then from there, we put that into a sequence and we have a basic sequence that all beginners learn okay. and kind of get that down before they spontaneously start to do capoeira uh, yeah. in the hoda. Okay. And even then, uh, we have a ritual that will welcome the student where they're playing capoeira with someone who's advanced so that when they do this sparrings, to, for lack of a better term, that the beginner is uh, safe, that they're sparring or playing capoeira with someone who's advanced, who knows how to attack and defend with control, allow the beginner to also attack um, so they get that sense of uh, accomplishment and, com and confidence as well. Right. And in our school also, this is later on down the uh, line, that you take a course um, a specialization course where you learn capoeira as a self-defense, where you learn capoeira's resources that are not to be used um, in kind of like a class setting, and that's specifically for self-defense. Awesome. And this is not something that is generally seen because, um, you know, the element of surprise is a very powerful weapon. Yeah. You know, I saw on, you remember that show, Oh, they talked about human science. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Had the capoeira kick. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, it was like the second hardest kick. Which kick was that? And tell me about it. Was, it, was the, it was the hardest one. Cause yeah, we, that thing. Was as capoeiristas, we share that video so many times. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember watching that like, holy crap, your ribs would be done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the dread guy. He was a guy with dreads on. Yeah. Oh Latif Crowder. Okay, so I figured you probably knew him. I'm sure it's a very small family. Y'all know each other. Yeah, it's like the Capoeira community is big, you know, because it's practiced all over the world. Mm -hmm. But then it's also small because, you know, everyone, you know, even now, uh, even more so now in this era of like technology, everyone can be kind of connected. But yeah, um, Latif Crowder was a, was a really good Capoeirista, really good uh, stuntman. I've seen him in a movie before. Has he been in a movie? Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. Uh, he's been in a few as a stuntman, but a fight scene. Um, probably he, the protector with yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that was pretty good. But tell me about that kick and and um, how the power is generated because yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, that kick uh, is called chapeau jikoru. Um, chapeau is a hat. Jikoru means of leather. So. Um, 
<laughs> the the leather hat kick. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know why it's called that. Maybe because like you're trying to aim at the person's hat and kick it off. I don't know. But um, yeah, because of the is it a head kick or it can it can be placed to the body, generally uh-huh. to the body or the face. Okay. Um, and it's very deceptive because it's not a a position where people are. Uh, accustomed to defending against right you know generally again like we're used to just like getting into our on guard stance our ready stance but someone to like drop down to the ground and then and then do a jumping kick with their feet while their hand is still on the ground it's not something that's you know uh, used quite often so because of you're using your hips and also the force from the ground to push uh, and basically throw your foot towards your target that's where a lot of the power can be uh, generated. Yeah, I can imagine it's pretty hard to get to a person, a uh, capital piece on the ground. Reminds me of C-Line. has a really good, lot of good ground defense. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where even if you get them on the ground, it's hard to get to them because yeah. mm-hmm. their kicks are so ridiculous and they move well on the ground. And what I like about it is changing of the levels and the unpredictability. Yes. That's yeah. Fair. That and keep that unpredictability is again like a useful tool for the person trying to um, defend themselves, or if you're playing a couple at a game, you know you want to be uh, unpredictable. Right. You don't want the person to be able to read your intentions, or you want to be you want to over exaggerate your intentions so that you can fool them into believing you. All right. Yeah. yeah. And you are, um, how long have you been teaching? Whew, uh, at least 20 years of Capoeira. And um, why do you do that? If you're a smart guy, you could be doing a lot of other things, probably making a lot of money in the Bay. Being probably. <laughs> but you're not. You're doing this. So why? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it, gives, it gives me fulfillment. Like, I consider myself, like, very passionate about teaching Capoeira. Um, and when I teach, it's not just, you know, teaching this art form where you do cartwheels and kicks and, you know, drum beats. It's I am preserving um, cultural heritage. Right. I'm also helping people to learn how to express themselves and learning about their uh, reaching their fullest potential of what they can accomplish. And it may start with something simple as like being able to do a cartwheel uh, or something more, a little bit more um, uh, difficult or challenging, such as uh, singing Mm -hmm. or, you know, to simplify it for martial arts, like being able to rhythmically attack and defend, Uh um, but also do it with control to allow yourself to receive a kick or receive an attack and escape just at the last moment and see how that presents an opportunity for you to really catch the other person or to put yourself in a vulnerable position because you want to set a trap for another person. And all that stuff is almost like the the art of war that can be translated to anything you do in life, business, um, sports and, and things like that. So the people who I'm, I'm teaching them or I'm sharing with them my way of life that I've learned through this art form that was developed by my ancestors, that was developed by people who look like me to help them to protect themselves, help them to 
express themselves and give them a sense of freedom as well. Yeah, it sounds like attack by drawing, which we do in Jeet Kune Do. Mm-hmm. You leave a, yeah. you intentionally leave an opening mm-hmm. <laughs> that you yes. just know they can't. You know they can't resist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like you know you... they're gonna take it. Yeah, you exactly. Know they're gonna take it. Exactly. Yeah, it sounds... Well, you know, it sounds like you know a great art to um, bring to Atlanta. I noticed um, we had it at Francis Fong, but I understand you may be moving to Atlanta. Oh yes, I definitely <laughs> will be making that transition. Um, yeah, <laughs> I look forward to me. I look forward to meeting you too when you when you get here. Yes, I'm I'm excited Tell to tell me just, about that. Yeah, um, I'm going to be working with my cousin uh, Suli Welch, and um, he has a program set up called Balance Motion, and the Balance Motion is going to be um, great because it's going to be exposing people to various uh, martial arts who might not might not have access to it um through through the the web but then also people can come there we have it's almost like a a martial it's a cultural center not like a (laughs) not like a uh, ymca but a place where like we're going to be really exposing people and helping people um community building as well um and i get to just teach and share Capoeira, so I'm like super excited about that. Oh, and it's a great area. Mm-hmm. Y'all should do well there. And this is the time and this is the place. I mean, I can just envision you know, tons of people down there in the AU Center, West End area. Mm-hmm. I'm, now, I'm not familiar uh, with the area because I'm moving from the Bay, but. Yeah, I'm, I am. And I'm telling you, that's a great area for you. <laughs> yeah. Man, this should be very receptive. A lot of young people down there, you know, that are, you know, in the Atlanta University system. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just excited that you'll be able to expose them to that. Because I think this is the time that people really be receptive to it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any videos or training stuff that you want to get out there? Um, anything? That um, I do have a... Website? Anything you want to plug? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, definitely the Welch uh, Center. That's going to be up and running pretty soon in uh, 2022. Um, and yeah, also if people... Yeah, for that or Facebook page, yeah. Uh, it's coming soon. Okay. It's coming soon. want to make sure everything is, like, you know, solidified and ready to go. Yeah, I'm excited um, for that, though. That'll, that'll do well. I'm telling you, you're going to love that area. Mm-hmm. And if people want more information on Capoeira or, or me, um, I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram, YouTube. So all they have to do right now is just type in Capoeira Bay Area. Okay. If they want to just go to the website, it's CapoeiraBayArea.com. Even though I'm going to be relocating to the to Atlanta, um, there will be, you know, updated information once that move is like, you know, super official, right. uh, regardless of where people uh, are hearing this, you know, whatever state or country they may be in. Um, and they can contact me, ask me questions, uh, nerd out, uh, sure. curiosity. Cause that, there is always a lot of curiosity about the self-defense aspect, you know, cause some people, like I said, when they see Capoeira, it's a lot of times the cultural expression and a lot of times it's a demonstration of, um, the game, but some people are curious about like the self-defense aspect, which is a little bit more 
behind the scenes um, because it's it's real. It's like, you know, in a self-defense kind of street so situation that we hope no one ever finds themselves in. But I had the opportunity to do a few, uh, create a few workshops here in the Bay because of the unfortunate, like, you know, escalating violence um, right. towards like the AAPI community. Mm -hmm. um, and so in a, in a demonstration of like black and Asian solidarity, I was uh, offered a few workshops uh, using Capoeira resources um, for self-defense. And I will continue to do that, you know, once I move to Atlanta. Um, also, I'm excited to be doing Capoeira in film because I want to be able to present uh, the martial aspect uh, to the audiences and also get them to understand and see that there is a African rooted martial art that combines all of the elements of our history, our culture, um, our strength, um, and just inspire people to get more involved in, in try out Capoeira as well. So maybe we have uh, a Capoeira version of Ip Man, huh? Exactly. It is going to be yeah. called Malandro. But that's what you, but that's what you need. I mean, <laughs> let's face it. You need a movie like that to get people interested. That's, mm -hmm. and, and you know, I, I'd be excited to see something like that. I've seen it in a couple of movies, but just briefly. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome if you could pull that off. There's a lot of movie theaters here. I mean, movie um, studios. Uh, yeah, studios here now. So. Mm -hmm. Might get that opportunity. I'm not sure if you'll be connected like that. But. Yeah, I'm planning to reach out to uh, Tyler Perry and his people uh, just to, cool. you know, hopefully sit down and and tell them of my vision and of again like presenting this because there there's not, to my understanding, like if you ask anyone, you know, hey, what what mainstream martial art of African origin is there in movies or TV, uh -huh. and people, you know won't be able to say unless they're somewhat familiar about Capoeira. But even then, right. that's very limited. You know, so right. now here's the opportunity because even uh, I had a chance to work a little bit on uh, Black Panther and there were some scenes um, with, you know, the late Chadwick uh, Boseman where he was doing the Jenga. He was doing certain kicks to, you know, in, in the fight scenes. And I'm like, you can have a... a character that is really based on um, history that existed that used capoeira in that way that we that people can see and 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 just similar to it man like this person really existed um and show those techniques um and that's what i want to do to like inspire you know our people to see like hey we have something of our own that we uh that is powerful that keeps us connected to our ancestors that keeps us rooted and you know once you get good at it you know doing it right not not a lot of people can mess with you right <laughs> yeah that's for sure exactly and i think i think that's absolutely and there's others i've actually toyed around with dedicating february to just uh, martial arts that are based in africa mm-hmm uh, so uh, I may call back and have you on again. Please, please. Um, I would love to come back. But, but um, I really appreciate you taking time. I know you're in Detroit probably for the holidays. visiting Yes. Your family, so carving out six uh, few minutes for me is awesome. I really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to meeting you when you get back or get here to Atlanta. Yes, sir. All Same right, here. Have a great day. Thank you. All right, bye.
Marshally Speaking. You have been tuned to the Marshally Speaking podcast with Jeff Green, where he explores martial arts, the fight sport, and the professionals who make it great. Tune in every Monday and Thursday on Anchor Podcast for your next lesson. Marshally Speaking.